Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. A three-day global moon watch kept millions of people enthralled and glued to their TV sets. Apollo 15 astronauts David R. Scott and James R. Irwin were the focus of worldwide attention from July 30th through August 1st, 1971. They landed on the surface of the moon in their spacecraft, the Falcon. Then they proceeded to set unimaginable records. They explored 17.4 miles of the moon's surface and their little electric car. 18 of their 66 hours on the surface of the moon were spent outside the lunar module. Rarely had anybody been the center of such notoriety to that point. They were actually doing what mankind had dreamed of for centuries. As a result of their heroics and exploits, their names would forever be etched in the annals of space exploration. Virtual deification awaited them upon their return. So after piloting the spacecraft on its 250,000-mile journey back to planet Earth, James Irwin noted this, As I was returning to Earth, I realized that I was a servant, not a celebrity. So I am here as God's servant on planet Earth to share what I've experienced that others might know the glory of God. Listen to the first part of that saying or that quote again. As I was returning to earth, I realized that I was a servant, not a celebrity. One of the at least eight symptoms of a person or a people that need to be revived is complacency or complaining in serving. I think you'd agree with me that if you've been saved for a long period of time and if you have been, quote-unquote, serving the Lord for any amount of time, there have been seasons in your life, there have been seasons in my life when we become complacent in our serving. Or maybe we just plow on ahead in our serving, but we're complaining while we're doing it. And yet the Bible tells us to do everything without grumbling and complaining. Oh, that just hurt me as I'm stepping on my own toes today. Have you become complacent in serving? Or maybe not. Have you, have you been complaining in your serving the Lord? I want to encourage you today that you don't have to live that way. And in the next three or four minutes, I want to give to you, just because I care about you, I want to give you one of the keys to true happiness, and it's found right in the Bible, and it ain't that hard. Before we do, though, I want to lay a little foundation for serving and servanthood. The Bible teaches us that Jesus himself came to serve. In Mark chapter 10, as he was almost breaking up a fight, (laughs) James and John were jockeying for position. And um, Jesus said in verse 44 of Mark chapter 10, whoever of you will be chief or first shall be servant of all. So what Jesus was saying is the way up is the way down. Now, I know that's counterculture. I know that's against everything that our Fortune 500 companies are probably teaching these days, 
But Jesus said in the kingdom, if you want to be first, you must be not only servant, servant of all. And then he said in verse 45, for even the son of man came not to be ministered to, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Isn't that interesting? You would think that Jesus came to be served, but Jesus said, no, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. So Jesus came to serve. And then when Jesus calls us to follow him, at Celebration Church, we've looked at that, those two words, follow me, on multiple occasions. And we found that in the culture in which Jesus spoke it, when Jesus said, follow me, the people understood at least four things about those two words when Jesus said, follow me. First, they understood that Jesus was saying, respond to a summons. This was a command. This was an edict. It was a summons. So when Jesus said, follow me, he was saying, respond to my summons. Secondly, he meant attach yourself to a person. In that case, attach yourself to Jesus. Number three, to follow meant to accept one's authority. There were teachers, there were rabbis, there were students, there were pupils. And if a student or a pupil were going to follow a teacher or a rabbi, not only must he respond to that rabbi's or that teacher's uh, response, respond to his summons, he must attach himself to that teacher, and then he must accept that teacher's authority. And the fourth thing that they understood it to mean was imitate my example. So whether it was a teacher or a rabbi, or in this case, Jesus, when Jesus said, follow me, listen, they understood he meant respond to my summons, attach yourself to me, accept my authority, and imitate my example. Stop. What was the example of Jesus? You say, well, love was the example. Yeah, love was the example. But how did Jesus live his life? There's a clue right here in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Even the Son of Man did not come to serve, to be served, but to serve. Jesus was a servant. And so as followers of his, if we're really following him, we will imitate his example. A third statement I want you to understand is we are saved to serve. We are saved to serve. I know you probably have memorized Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then verse 10 says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify the Father. Now, we're not saved by our works, but when we, when we become saved, we do work for the Lord or we serve the Lord. And so we're saved to serve. We follow his example and Jesus came to serve. And the final thought is, uh, we're happy when we serve. That's the key I was going to tell you about. John chapter 13, when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, and you remember that, don't you? It's the night of the betrayal of Jesus. He washes their feet, and you can imagine the gasping when Jesus did so. In John 13, 13, Jesus said, You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should do as I've done to you. What did he do? He served them. Truly, truly, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent 
greater than he that sent him. Now listen to this. This is a direct quote from Jesus. If you then know these things, what things? Serving. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Bam. One of the keys to true happiness is serving Jesus and serving other people. So frequently when people are discouraged or depressed or despondent and they uh, come to me and I try to minister to them, I always ask them to go find somebody who is going through a difficult time and serve them with a, with a joyful heart and see what God does. So um, I want to encourage you today, serve. You and I were saved to serve Jesus and serve other people.